Dumelang Avusheni and hello hi Mzanzi. Welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a no holds barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Health for Mzanzi. I'm your host, Nolutando Ngakani, and I'm here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those lumps and bumps you are too scared to speak about in public. Mzanzi is a world leader in the field of organ transplantation. While we may be leaders in the field, the number of patients waiting for transplants continues to increase as a serious shortage of potential donors remains a great concern. This week, we are joined by Samantha Nichols, who is the Executive Director of Operations at the Organ Donor Foundations. Samantha has all the answers to all our pressing questions about organ donation in Mzanzi. She also clarifies that you cannot and will not be paid for your organs. Samantha, why is organ and tissue donation important in South Africa? Across the world, there's a a shortage of organ and tissue donors. It's not just in South Africa. But organ and tissue donation is extremely important because and awareness around it because there is just simply not enough organ and tissue donors in the country. And obviously with COVID, we've seen a decline in, in transplants and donors as well. So it's important because there are many people waiting for transplants and not enough receiving organs in time and unfortunately dying because they don't receive an organ in time. So it's extremely important that, you know, we create awareness and educate the public about organ and tissue donation. How severe is the shortage of organs in South Africa? So at the moment, there are about, we sort of use statistical changes all the time, but of about 4,300 adults and children awaiting solid organs and cornea transplants. I don't have all the tissue statistics in South Africa. About 350 transplants take place. But obviously during COVID, there was quite a decline, about a 50% decline in transplants. So even less transplants. Also, there were only about 1.3 donors per million population in South Africa. So that works out to about 100 donors a year, solid organ donors, people who die and donate organs. And we know there are many people who die every year who could be potential donors that are lost or the families don't know or they weren't registered. So there's a massive need for more donors in South Africa. I mean, just one statistic that I can use is patients that are on dialysis. So if you're raising a kidney transplant, and you don't have a family member or a friend that is a suitable match that can donate because you can donate a kidney while you're alive. Patients can wait anything from five to 12 years for a kidney donor in South Africa. It's an extremely long wait. And you're on dialysis three times a week. You have to go into hospital. So these people can't have normal lives. They're in hospital constantly, as I mentioned, three times a week. And firstly, a transplant is cheaper in terms of having dialysis for years, many years. And then they can go back to being a normal member of society, go back to work, etc. It has an impact on not just the individual, it's on the whole family, the community, and everyone around them. Thank you so much for that one, Sam. Who is eligible for becoming an organ or tissue donor in South Africa? So anyone can sign up. Signing up is showing your intention to become an organ donor. You don't have to undergo medical tests. A lot of people think, oh, when I sign up, I have to undergo medical tests and there's a whole process. It's actually pretty easy. If you go to our website, you see how easy it is. It takes 30 seconds of your time. And then our call center phones you and we send you an electronic pack. 
we used to do postal packs, really nice postal cards. But unfortunately, with the postal system in South Africa, and because we're a nonprofit, it's quite difficult. You know, we would love to courier everyone a beautiful pack, but it's just too expensive. So we have an online shop where you can purchase your donor card and we send you an electronic version of it. And the most important thing is to discuss it with your family. But going back to who can be a donor, anyone can be an organ donor. Even patients who have HIV, but in Cape Town, at Curtis Care Hospital, they use HIV-positive kidneys for HIV-positive recipients. So there's always a possibility. If you're worried about your age or you think you have a chronic illness or whatever it may be, sign up because the doctors will determine at the time of your death which organs and tissue can be used. What parts of the body can be donated? I think a lot of people will maybe get confused between deceased organ donation yeah. Organ donation because we've received questions where people ask us, Will I get paid for my kidneys? So, with the first question, what organs and tissue? So, you can donate your heart, your lungs, your liver, your kidneys, and your pancreas. Five solid organs that can potentially save up to seven lives because you've got two parts of your lungs. Sometimes they use both for one recipient, sometimes one single or bilateral. The liver can be split. So if it's an adult liver, it can be split into two for two children and it regenerates. So potentially it doesn't always happen. It's very rare, but it can happen that up to two people and obviously two kidneys. So seven to eight lives would be seven lives with the five solid organs. Then you can also donate your tissue. So people don't know after death. So there's two scenarios. One is if you're in a car accident or something happens when you land up in hospital brain dead. Now, brain dead is not like being in a coma. It's the brain stem at the back of the brain is damaged. You will never recover. They keep you on a ventilator to sustain the organs and the blood flow and the oxygen, etc. And then they talk to the family. But two doctors have to diagnose your brain dead in South Africa, and it's internationally recognized tests. So once that's determined, they then approach the family. And that's when the solid organs can be used. Tissue can be donated up to 72 hours after death. So bone can be used up to 72 hours after death. It can be done with organs and tissue or just tissue. Tissue is skin, bone, corneas, and heart valves. And skin sounds awful. I think for me, that's the one that I always get like skin, you know, is the body disfigured. Body's not disfigured. It's actually as thin as a sunburn peel. Very thin layer that's removed from the back of the buttocks and places that are not visible. So you can have an open casket if you choose to do that. If they remove the corneas, they would put in a prosthetic and one suture to close the eye. If they remove the bone from the leg, the long bone, they put in a prosthesis or prosthetic and replace that obviously where the bone was. So the body's not disfigured in any way, treated with the utmost dignity and respect. It's like going, if you donate your organs, it's like going for an open heart surgery. And they would obviously do the same sort of process. I actually was very to go and see how organs are removed from a donor and implanted a heart into someone. It scares a lot of people, but it's totally respectful with dignity, etc. And the body is treated with the utmost dignity and respect. So that's sort of what can be donated and how the process in a very short sort of summary, how it works. Obviously, a lot more detail is involved in terms of the transplant team that's involved, the doctors where the donation takes place. One thing that comes up often for us is that people go, oh, doctors will let me die so that organs can be used if they know I'm a registered organ donor. And that's not true because doctors, the first point of contact would be trauma, ICU, doctors, medical staff, nurses that would see that they try and do everything to save your life. And only once, you know, there is nothing more that they can do, 
Do they talk to the family? And then do they approach the transplant team who would come in and remove the organs if the family say yes? The family need to consent to organ and tissue donation. That's why it's so important to discuss it with your family. And obviously you don't get paid. I just want us to get that message. <laughs> yes, yes, you don't. There have been a lot of discussions back and forth because, you know, people go, you know, but if I want to give a kidney while I'm alive, and we get lots of people contacting us saying, you know, I'd like to do it. We also get a lot of people that want to donate to a complete stranger free of charge. That can happen in South Africa. It has happened where a person has approached us and we then put them in touch with the local transplant center in their province, depending on where they live. And they can be worked up to donate a kidney to a complete stranger if they choose to do that. So it's possible, but no money exchanges hands. And the process has to be approved by Department of Health. So there's a lot of documentation. The person has to be physically able. They have to be emotionally stable. So there's a series of tests that they would need to undergo before they can donate their kidney. Also just to make sure that they're healthy enough to donate their kidney. What are the current struggles of finding organ donations in South Africa? Is it more a lack of awareness or what impact? So awareness is not a massive problem. We find that a lot of people are aware of organ donation, actually. If you talk to people, they've heard about it, they know about it. They've seen it in a soapy and all sorts, you know, or they've studied the first heart transplant at school, as an example. The biggest challenge is actually education. It's, it's intensified education. It's it's understanding it enough to be able to say, I'm happy to donate all my loved one's organs when something happens to me. So there are a lot of people that are aware of it that need to just take the next step and sign up. You have to reach people five to seven times with consistent messaging to get them to actually take the action to sign up. And it's a big step. We think about it often. It takes a lot for a person to go, yes, I'm prepared to do it. But our biggest challenge at the moment in terms of resources is reaching people on the ground in the communities. We started a project called the Ubuntu Project a couple of years ago. We go into schools and clinics and hospitals. Now we're starting to go back into full swing of doing those projects, but it's talking to people one-on-one -on -one and what do you understand about it? And that is an expensive exercise because we need to have a lot of feet on the ground. Awareness you can create through the media and through lots of social media but the intensified education is more of what's needed in South Africa. But we are finding that the younger generation are more open to organ and tissue donation, especially in certain communities. Culture comes up often as a discussion point. Uh, one of the presenters that did a radio interview with me, she said to me, culture is often used as a conversation stopper. So you say, it's against my culture. And then you can't argue with the fact that, yes, it's against your culture. But what we find is that with education and understanding of the subject, a lot of people, their mindsets are changed. But it's a mammoth task for us. We're not government funded at all. Many um, organizations such as ours all over the world are government funded and supported, etc. Our biggest funders in terms of supporters is actually our registered donors who contribute a monthly debit order to the, the Organ Donor Foundation. So we are growing organization. We've grown over the past few years and continue to grow, which is fantastic. Um, but we are going to need more intensified educational projects. Maybe as a first step to education, can you tell us how you and individual can become a registered organ donor? As I mentioned, so easy. You can literally go to our website, which is odf.org.za. And on the site, you'll see there's a register button and it just asks for name, ID, contact number and email address. From there, our call center will phone you to discuss organ and tissue donation. 
get the rest of your info, like your next of kin's contact. It's a few details that we need. And then we send the electronic pack and you'll receive your frequently asked questions to read, etc. And then discuss it with your family. That's kind of the steps that need to take place. So no tests, no blood tests, no anything like that. It's literally just to make the decision go to the site. We also have a toll-free number, which is manned sort of during office hours from 8 to 4 o'clock every day, Monday to Friday. And a number is 0800-226611. And then our Megan, who answers our toll-free line, and Lee, they field any of the queries that come through from the public as well. But we find majority of people like to go to their mobile devices, register quickly. I think it's the day and age we live in now, the technology. Let me quickly do it. And then the call center will phone you and just get the rest of your information. And that's it. Very easy, very simple. And it costs nothing. So there's no funny bracelet. I know most in the movies, we always see these bracelets. You know, a lot of people get the bracelets. We've just launched a very basic online shop, which we're going to extensify into doing bracelets and all sorts of things. So sometimes people like to carry something with them. Bracelets can get damaged and break. The best sort of guarantee that your organs will be used is to talk to your family. Because you know what, if they're approached, they know your wish. That's the the most important thing. And some people will say to us, but what if my family disagree? We find that if people have had the discussion with their family, the feedback that we get from the transplant centers is if people have had that discussion, normally the family are very pro-organ donation and would go with their loved one's wish. There are families who are approached that maybe their loved one wasn't an organ donor, but they're suitable at the time of death. And then that family member's got to make that decision. It's a lot harder then to say, would my loved one have wanted to be a donor? It's already such a traumatic time. And for them to know other people can be, their lives can be saved and helped and improved, makes it a lot easier for the family. I talk to a lot of people because obviously they ask where I work and things. And they always say, I've always wanted to do that. Or I never took the next step. And so now's the time for you to just take the next step and sign up as an organ donor. It's easy. It costs nothing. I've met patients and all this under that have received transplants, many of them. And you see before, some of them barely able to do things on their own. If they're awaiting a heart or lung transplant, they cannot walk a few steps. They can't brush their own hair. Everything's a struggle. Their families have to support and help them with everything. And then you see them after a transplant. So there's something called the South African Transplant Sports Association. And they have South African colors. They participate in like an Olympic type games every two years called the World Transplant Games. And you see the athletes and they cycle, they swim, they run, they do everything. And some of them are fitter than us. (laughs) If you think about how much it's changed their lives. So knowing that you can help people to continue to live healthy, just being with their families and leaving a legacy. When you die one day, that you can make such a difference and an impact on other people. It's really in the spirit of Ubuntu in South Africa, I think. It's across all colors, all races. You know, it's something that we as individuals can do to help other people. So that's sort of the last thought that I, I would leave everyone with. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Samantha. If you are looking for some more information on how to become a donor in South Africa, then visit healthforumzanzi.co.za. And remember, dear friends, if you are in a medical bind, looking for a shoulder to cry on, or just curious, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, you can hit us up on WhatsApp on 76 I would never blue tick you, ever.
As of August 2022, South Africa had around 2,780 people waitlisted for organs including kidney, livers, hearts and lungs. About 189 people also lost their lives while waiting for someone to gift them with a life-saving organ during the same period. These waiting lists are growing. More people, including young children, are dying almost every day waiting for organs. Samantha did not mince her words when she said that organ donation is an act of humanity. It is Ubuntu and it is life-saving. That brings us to the end of episode 59 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Health Home Zanzi. From me, Nolu Tandungakani, have a great week. And remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend. <laughs>